cliffcentral.com. It's that time of day where we get to check in with our shrink. It's our it's our, our moment on the on the couch where we get to spill the beans, and uh, it's going to be okay with Dr. Hanan Bushkin. It's great to have uh, the doctor on every week. Uh, if you have a particular problem that you would like him to address, please email us contact at cliffcentral.com, and we will put you on to him. Hey, Doc. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Nice to see you. Uh, you're looking nice to see you. You're looking fresh and ready to tackle the week. Absolutely, freezing cold, but fresh. Uh. So um, we've got Michelle, uh, who's on the line, and Michelle wants to uh, tell us about a problem that is quite common, I think, in many relationships. She sent us a, us a message, and this is what she said: "I'm fairly certain that my husband is depressed. After eight years of marriage, I'm at my wit's end, and his moods and anger. I feel like I'm walking on eggshells all the time around him. He has spurts of good days, but even those are tainted with mood swings, lack of interest, and central gloom, general gloom." Um, so she says essentially that she's being gaslighted um, or gaslit, and she wants to know, Doc, what you think of this. So I'm going to put her on. Uh, Michelle, we're not going to put on your video, but we'll put you on with just audio so that you can explain to the Doc in your own words what's going on here, and maybe he can give you some direct advice. Hey, Michelle, how's it? Morning. How are you guys? Good. Thanks for uh, bringing this to us. I know that sometimes people are a bit nervous to share this kind of thing, but who knows? Your story might be able to help so many others who are going through the same thing. I don't know why, but Dr. Hanan has just disappeared. So let me just try and get him back. But did I get that more or less correct that you you feel like, you know, your marriage is really getting uh, untenable because your husband doesn't realize that he's uh, depressed? Is that more or less what? That's what, right. Yeah. Look, you can tell Doc, <clears throat> he can show his face because I'm my video is off. So it's not that frightening at this time of the morning. <laughs> It's safe to come back, Doc. <laughs> okay, let me get him. Let me, right. <laughs> let me get him back up here because otherwise, there's no point. We, there's no advice Leanne and I can give you. Pre, we, 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 <laughs> no. well, I've listened to you guys long enough to realize that Leanne probably has a, a similar, if not worse, story. So she always has a similar, if not worse, story to pretty much everybody who's ever been on the show. Uh, hey, Doc. Love it. I don't know why, but you disappeared for a bit there. All right. So yes, I know. Let me let me put you on to Michelle and let her tell the, the story to you in her own words. Go ahead, Michelle. Great. Morning, Doc. How are you? Morning. How's it? How's it, Michelle? So, um, Gareth summarized the email that I sent through, but in a nutshell, it has been, uh, I said eight years, it's actually 10 years of marriage, two small, great kids. But for the last, I would say, seven or eight years, I've been, I've been getting more and more lonely in my own marriage. Uh, I've had to jot down a few notes just so I could keep it within context because I realize we have a very small gap here. So this is not a full session, but... You know, I'm walking on eggshells 24-7 around him. I never know when he's going to go from happy and laid back to being triggered by something that happens. And I think the biggest issue at the moment is he's being triggered by by everything and, and every event elicits the same reaction. And by events, it, it's a small sort of uh, thing from, let's say, a pizza gets delivered and it doesn't have the bacon on he's requested or the kids are making a loud noise in the car. Small everyday things that that happen in life that the rest of us have become used to dealing with. Uh, and I think I say to him, pick your battles probably 10 times a day because it's exhausting watching him get so emotionally responsive to every single thing. Um, uh, he, he, uh, he's then triggered so badly by something I will do that I'll get ignored for a day, a week, two weeks at a time. 
um, he, he tends to retreat. He'll go into the room and lie down and sleep for hours to, to a full day. Uh, and I'm left sort of trying to absorb the absence and, and buffer my children from a very, very quiet household. Uh, I listened to your show last week and you mentioned there needing to be an equal push and pull. And for me, the push is quite strong at the moment, but there's no pull. And so I want to stay in this marriage. I want to make it work. I know that there are good days and I want to try and get those back. I think my biggest issue and what I'm trying to get to is I, I, I do think he needs help, professional help. We have been in marriage counseling before, but I do believe he needs one-on-one -on -one help and potentially down the line meds. I've never, you know, I'm not a huge advocate for meds. I do believe talking about it can, can be the first step, but I don't know how to approach it with him because he is vehemently against any form of mental health. Um, and I keep trying to explain to him, if I fell down the stairs and broke my leg, that visible injury, just because it's visible, makes it no less important than something going on in his brain. So my question to you is, can you fix my marriage of a decade? <laughs> Probably not right now. But what is your advice to me and how to broach it with him, how to go about trying to just help him manage um manage his moods and manage his reaction to every single little thing that happens in his life. Right. I hear you. I hear you. And uh, what you're describing again, it's very, very common. I hear this quite a lot. Um, I'll see many women and many men individually in my practice. And they say, my partner is going through this issue or that particular emotional problem or that particular mental health challenge and they're either not willing to acknowledge it or they acknowledge it but not necessarily willing to get some help and the problem is that it doesn't just affect them it affects the family unit it affects the people that are around them and you mentioned that you've got two kids and i always say to parents that the moment you have kids uh, there's a responsibility not just for you to be better for you but for you to be better for your kids because what kids tend to do is they tend to copy paste. They see and feel what's going on in their environment and they go out of their way when they're old enough to go and repeat exactly what they feel. So human beings, we don't create what we want. We just recreate, we repeat what we know, what is familiar to us. And as a father, uh, I'm sure he's, um, he's got great love for his kids. I'm assuming you'll tell me if it's otherwise and unfortunately you know kids adapt and he comes home and the kids i'm sure love him and they accept him unconditionally but behind the scenes he's creating a um a pattern in them a familiarity in them that is unhealthy because if you had to ask him and i wish he was here because if i had to ask him would you like your kids to go through what you're going through would you like to get your kids to live with through what you're go what you're living through he would clearly say, absolutely not. And my feedback to him would be, well, that's exactly what you're creating. So he mustn't see the world through his eyes because he's staying and he's remaining in his comfort zone. He must see the world through what he's creating in his kids. But I also want to tell you that the difference between, uh, there's a great difference between logic and emotion. So you can explain to him all you want why he is, um, why his behavior is dysfunctional, why his behavior is not working for the rest of the family, why the patterns of what he's doing and what he's feeling and the way he's conducting himself is actually affecting everybody in a negative way. And logically, he might understand you because he's obviously compassmentous. He has moments of maturity and he'll look at you and he'll nod and he'll agree. 
But emotions work on a different frequency. So whilst he must understand logically, emotionally, once he hits that moment of immaturity, impulsivity, low moments, low moods, high moods, the logic goes out the window. So it's not about him sitting and understanding it because I'm sure he can repeat it to you a million times in a very mature way. It's about him changing particular patterns. And the truth is, I see it, and this is a very, uh, very common thing, is that the individuals that come into the practice that are severely depressed or are severely anxious or have these high or very low moods, they cannot help themselves. So as much as he would want to help himself, the truth is he can't pick himself up using his own shoestrings. He needs to get fundamental help. And so to answer your question of what should you do, I'll say two things. First of all, people change for one of two reasons. One, because they want to, or two, because they have to. Those are the only two reasons why people are motivated to step out of their comfort zone. Otherwise, why would you step out of your comfort zone? There's no reason. The brain is, uh, the human brain and the human mind is really constructed to conserve energy and we conserve energy in our comfort zone. Mm. So he's not motivated to stay, to step out of his comfort zone. He's going to stay within his comfort zone unless he wants to or unless he has to. Now I can tell you that we have no chance at the moment with him wanting to. Because he doesn't want to. He wants to stay in his comfort zone. So what I suggest is that we make it a have to. We create not just the carrot, the wanting to change, but we create the stick. And what I suggest is that you set specific boundaries, specific restrictions, specific rule sets with consequences for him getting help or for him not getting help. So I would sit him down and I would go, right, the way the game is being played between us at this present moment is not working. It's not working for me. It's not working for you. It's not working for our kids and it's not working for our family structure. Now, by the way, just as a side note, prize one, and I completely agree with you, is to stay in the marriage and make the marriage work because nothing beats a solid, healthy family structure. Nothing beats that. That's healthy for everybody. So what I would say is I would turn to him and I would go at the moment, the way the game is played between you and the rest of the family is not working. This is what I need you to do, and you can't help himself. You can't help yourself. So I know you want to. I know you understand it. I know it's reasonable for you to make the change, but you can't do this by yourself. I'm happy to hold your hand. I'm happy to go with you to someone that might be able to get you from point A to point B. But let me explain to you what happens if you don't do it. If you don't do it, here are the consequences. Now, Michelle, I don't know what you're able to implement as a consequence, but maybe sit down, maybe spend a couple of, maybe half an hour, an hour, two hours today, maybe by yourself or maybe with loved ones and ask yourself, what am I prepared to initiate as a consequence? Now, I wouldn't go to consequence 10 and say to him things that, one, you're not able to do or things that you're not prepared to do. So, for example, I wouldn't say, listen, if you don't seek help, then I am out of the marriage because maybe you're not prepared to do that. But I would say, if, for example, you're not prepared to hop and I've booked a session for you, uh, it's at Wednesday at two o'clock. I'm coming to pick you up. We're going together to see uh, professional A or prof professional B. And if you don't come with me, then I'm going to have to move in with my sister. 
or if you don't come in with me, then unfortunately what will happen is I'll have to pull back from our relationship. If you don't come with me, then I'm going to initiate consequence A, consequence B, or consequence C, because otherwise if you don't initiate or use the stick, then he's not motivated to actually make the change. That's, that's, that will be your first step, at least from our perspective. Wow. And and that sounds so logical and 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 simple in its application. But my my issue is that he is in complete denial about there being anything wrong. So yeah. <clears throat> to answer your first comment, he's a wonderful father, excellent dad. Uh, we you know when people say moms, mom and dads babysits, we are equal parents. We share the load. From that point of view, he's wonderful. My children are quite nervous of him. They they walk around on eggshells as well. Hmm. He does not see it, and every time it comes up. He will, he will stand up and leave the room and not speak to me for weeks. I can't even broach the subject with him. And if it does get to the point where we are then able to get into a discussion, <clears throat> excuse me, not used to talking this much as early in the morning, when we are able to get into a discussion, he, um, he will then uh, turn it around and blame it on me and make me look like I'm the one with the issue. And I am by no means a perfect human being, but so, I'm fully aware I am not. You know, you know Michelle, we... we, 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 we we're definitely going to run out of time, but you must email me directly. And I, I, want, I want to guide you. I don't want to leave you hanging. But I Thank will you. say that, as you can see, by the way, that he's using consequences against you for yeah. as a reason to step within his comfort zone. So he's saying, I'm not going to change. And if you force me to, then I'm not going to speak to you. And I'm going to initiate consequence X, Y, and Z. So he's using the same strategy against you. And I would like you to turn it around. And not with the aim of punishing him, but with the aim of actually making him change and changing the family dynamic and the family structure. <laughs> Sure. Okay. Yeah, Thank I, you. I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch. Thank you so much for the you must, well, you must be in touch. Michelle, I'm, oh. I'm really pleased that, uh, that Dr. Hanan is going to be able to make time for you outside of this because it sounds to me like a little bit of a complicated situation. It's a lot, a lot more complex than what you said in your email. And I, I wish we had more time, but I'm sure that you guys can come on and, and give us an update once things have started moving. And even if that's a couple of weeks, months in advance, I think now we're all part of the story and you can obviously keep yourself, <laughs> well, keep yourself it's anonymous. Been 10 years. What's another yeah, couple of months? Right. right? <laughs> exactly. But, uh, chin up and, and obviously we'll be, we'll be thinking of you with this, this, this very, um, awkward situation you have to deal with. And I appreciate you bringing it to us. Thank you. I appreciate your guys' time and support. Thanks, Doc. Appreciate it. Sure. Have a lovely yeah, no rest of your week. Thanks, be in Michelle. touch, Michelle. Thank you. All right. We'll make sure we get uh, Michelle in touch with you, Doc. But thanks for that. Yeah, Talk pleasure. You know, these situations are really complex and complicated. And this this show, even though we spend 10 or 15 minutes on a particular issue, there's longevity. And obviously, we're prepared to continue the conversation until we get the help. And there's always help. There's always a solution for sure. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Dr. Hanan Bushkin. It's always good to see you. We will catch up with you in a week's time. See you then. Have Very a good, good. week, guys. Very good. And if you have a problem of your own or something that you want to bring to our attention, so maybe we can help you and by helping you help other people, as in the case of Michelle, then let us know. Send us an email. Uh, contact at cliffcentral.com. We want to hear from you. Cliffcentral.com.